A warm welcome to everybody and particularly to the people received Jukai yesterday. It was a very touching ceremony where the virtual real and the real virtual merged. For um, people received Jukai in the room as well as across space. Now today let's let's have a quick look at something that comes every now and then. This idea that the bare practice of Shikantaza is enough. That we don't necessarily need all these religious things, these traditions, these complicated rituals, and even more so they might be detrimental to the growth of the Dharma in the West. Well, my late first teacher, Tyson Dishimaru, used to say, if you take away the Kesa, and if you take away the Hayashimyo and the Sampai from our practice, then you merrily turn it into gymnastics and a sort of well-being technique. And that's really what I, what I feel. It is true that uh, in America, I think it's Tony Parker, is it? Anyway, some teachers, female and male, Jokobek did, uh, dropped the robes, dropped the rituals, and just kept a very bare and simple practice. But even Jokobek carried on the tradition of Dharma transmission with its ritual. So you see, it's not a complete let's get rid of it and it was some there's some rakusu and there's some kesa so even if joko didn't wear the robe daily it was still part of her life but i mean some go much further than that and get rid of the whole lot what happens then well let's have a look at it when we welcome a beginner in a zendo, in a dojo, we instruct the guy or the, or the girl to enter the place with the left foot, to go out with the right foot. We instruct on doing gasho and so forth. So there's a, a lot of rituals and things, bowing at the zafu, bowing at the statue, bowing at the other practitioners. And, well, it's very religious and you've got sometimes this incense burning and it brings back memories children's memories of church and things that might not always be very pleasant but well, the point you see is not to be pleasant the point is to handle over a tradition without letting go of very important elements at its core 
And why are these things important? Well, to cut a long story short, and to be extremely direct and straight, the religious dimension of Zen, it's compassion. It is compassion at its best, active compassion. Let me give you a, a few examples. What might be perceived as just bowing to an idol is actually bowing to all sentient beings and beyond the picture of sentient beings is to bowing, bowing for bowing. We're not bowing for anybody. It's totally, totally free. The greatest compassion of all love without being minding about it. It's just, just bow. And the way we do gasho is to, to say, well, this left, this right, the body, the mind are one. Yeah. But the gasho is also, the gasho is also, you and me are one. The world and myself are one. And it is to experience within the body without the reality of the body-mind, this absolute reality. So to start with bowing, gasho, doing this and that, might appear exotic, might appear too much, not necessary. But if you drop it, you end up often having philosophical or psychological discussions in circles that would actually, as I wrote before, stand for the loss of ritual, the loss of this togetherness, acting compassion. I have no doubt about the fact, and Jundo is totally well, agrees with me 100%, we have no doubt that in the process of this transmission of Zen to the West, things will be dropped. But things won't be dropped because we want to drop them, because we don't like them, because it's time to change and chuck that rubbish. Because of a very smooth, natural, dynamic change things got changed and transformed from India to China, the same with China to Japan, and it's still already, it's, it's now before our eyes and it's in our hands, things are slightly changing. You know, tree leaf is a major changement. It's a major something, something absolutely unheard about in the history of Zen. And there'll be many more <laughs> changes to come. Life is changing all the time. Wow, that's exciting. Okay. That's really it. So, if you beg to give up these forms, think twice about it. And I would strongly recommend you to practice them without questioning them, but just practice them with all your heart, or your body and mind, and then because you practice them, you get a complete, a total, an absolute, a living understanding of them.
And then from that point of view, you may or not drop them. Your choice. For instance, I was trained quite strictly in the tradition, and I dropped some elements. But, well, I've been practicing 35 years now. It's not long, I know, but I feel now it's time to simplify some stuff. So I simplify. I just, okay, make simple. But I keep certain things that I think are very important. The Heart Sutra in Japanese, for instance. I keep some other chanting, I keep bowing, I keep gasho. But I'm a bit less rigid about left foot, right foot, um, bow there, bow this, and I just... But in the last retreat I was a bit lenient, and, and, and because it was the first time and I didn't want to, to make a military camp. Uh, but gradually people will get used to it and naturally find out what to keep and what not to keep. Anyway, these are a few humble thoughts about the nature, the very nature of the ritual, which is not a, an exotic wrapping, but the display of compassion. When in Jukai Otokudo, the ancestors are invited, and all sentient beings and all the Buddhas in the room, or in a space, well, it is real. It connects you to a lineage that goes from past to future, from future to past. Why not? It connects you and us to all space and all things in space. Well, with these very clumsy thoughts, because I can't express them that cleverly. Anyway, I'll, I'll let you practice well and uh, do your sewing, sit, shave your head if you can, and if you can't, it's okay. Take care. Bye-bye.